Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Chris Spockman here with Coach Pickens talking to him after their district championship in Beale City. They bested Coleman 18-0, Beale City, or Sacred Heart, pardon me, 19-1. You know, when I ask you about today, what, what's the first thing you're going to remember going forward? Because I feel like it was a pretty special day for you guys. Oh, uh, yeah. The, you know, winning district championship is always special for us. Um, the way the kids come out, swinging the bats. We started a little slow in the Coleman game, but uh, the kids really want it, and their bats proved uh, marvelous today. And Brennan Martin in the first game, I believe he ended up with 11 strikeouts. He didn't walk anybody, and I believe his numbers now are 68 strikeouts on the year to three walks. Um, a major league major league pitcher would love to have those stats. Have you ever seen a high school pitcher with the control that he has? Well, no, and that's what we work on. We work on pitching to contact. <clears throat> his, his, he's gotten a lot better this year with his strikeout um, things. A lot of them are looking uh, as well, which is a, a big uh, stat as well. Um, yeah, he's walked us seven guys in two years. Um, he came up as a freshman. I think he lost against. Uh, Grand Rapids West Catholic or something, uh, Division One school <clears throat> as a freshman, and he's got like twenty or nineteen straight wins since then. Several shutouts. Uh, his control is is, is scared me there to start the game with a uh, an old three count on with <laughs> out with uh, one of the first batters, but ended up coming back and getting him. So uh, no, but it, it's marvelous. It's it's what a coach wants to see. Uh, you look at uh, some of the other pitchers that we've had that when you do a walk, that person ends up scoring. And that's kind of the ratio that we, we try to keep them away from. Uh, walking, make your fielders work, and uh, Brendan's uh, excellent at that. Yeah, and he's also got some power as well. I feel like the good pitchers that I've seen that dominate games in the past, usually the one crutch they have is control because they're so powerful. He, he just really seems to have – be putting it all together. And I do want to ask you about one thing, going back to that first game. Now you guys had eight runs going into that seventh inning before you exploded in. Ty Klopp on the mound for Coleman. He actually did a pretty darn good job against you guys, didn't he? Uh, yeah, you know, he threw strikes, and uh, um, we left bases loaded how many times? I think uh, twice, two, or, two or three, yeah. Yeah, two or three times. Uh, we couldn't get that, that clutch hit with, uh, you know, the bottom of the order there. Uh, as we first went, but then, you know, we broke out on that, that one inning and scored the, like we're used to scoring. Yep, and the other thing I really got to ask you about, the offensive explosion that you guys had. You scored 10 in the top of the seventh, and I'll just put this out there. I was ready for that game to be over because I really had to use the restroom coach, and then you kids <laughs> came out and just absolutely knocked the stitches off the ball for that inning, and I was kind of joking with them after after all things were done. But then – in the top of the first inning against Sacred Heart Academy, it was something that I've never seen before on my scorecard, and I don't ever know if I will again. One through nine all came across the plate to score in the first inning for you guys. And I believe with only one out, they had all came across to score. Has your offense done that a couple times this year, or is that a first? Because you guys have put up some crazy numbers. Well, against Ross Common, we uh, 19 runs the first inning against Manton couple times I think we had 20 runs first inning um, now my guys uh, 
<clears throat> it just seems to be catching. You know, one guy's hitting, they're all start hitting. Um, they, they do very well for me. They, they don't set and rest on laurels. You know, I tell them that uh, don't wait for somebody else to do it. You're the guy today. And, if, you know, if the one guy is down, the next guy pick him up. But uh, don't wait. Hey, you're up there to bat no matter what you are in the order, uh, whether you bat first or whether you bat ninth, your job is to hit the ball and get on base. And, boy, they, <laughs> they took off today uh, from, the, from the last inning of the Coleman game to the first inning of the Sacred Heart game. Uh, let's see, 10 runs and uh, how many we have the first inning? 13 against, in that first 13. inning. Yeah, so we had 23 runs in two innings, you know, there. So that's it, it, fantastic. Yeah, it was one of those that, you know, I keep the old kind of scorebook that I learned from Kurt Wilson when I'm doing the baseball, and I'm scratching out the second inning, making another column for the first inning, and then I'm moving more innings over because you guys were just un- unbelievable. You know, when I look at things, Caden Smith, Braden Haynes, Hunter Miles, and Josh Wilson all scored twice in the first inning. Like I said, just just unbelievable things that they've done in this game, and they've been unbelievable all year long. I was telling people that it sounds like video game numbers when I talk about their batting averages, but I don't even think video games could do what these kids have done this year. A lot of that goes into the, just the hard work that they've been putting in over these last couple of years with you guys, isn't it? They are, and, you know, they're coachable kids. Um, they, they do what I ask. You know, most of the time, I have a bottle there now and then, but um, if they do the procedures that, that we teach them, um, this is the kind of results that we get. Um, we've been fortunate to be able to train with, uh, you know, the Pickens Baseball Academy when they were younger and stuff as well. So it's just a continuation from that younger stuff right on up. And that's why, you know, the four sophomores I've got are, are very good sophomores. They play like seniors. And my seniors, um, five of those guys, have played freshman ball or played varsity ball as freshmen. So you take those five and you take those good four sophomore and we're right there. And, and the surprise of the whole thing is Hunter Miles didn't play summer ball uh, for the last two years. And Hunter is uh, right close to one of my leading hitters. Yeah, 5'4". I've got the stats here. And this was going into today. He was hitting 5'14 with a 5'86 on base percentage. That may have gone up a little bit. And then I was kind of joking. Go ahead, pardon me. Oh, I know, no, my fault. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, that's, and that's true. And uh, he really works the what we call the split squat. And when he hits the ball, he hits it hard. And, and it goes to right center. It goes to over the fence. It goes past the third baseman. Um, really, he's moved himself to the fourth hitting spot because between him and Haynes, you know, the way they hit the ball, um, if I can get one of those first two guys on base, we got a good opportunity to score. Yeah, and Caden Smith, the, the thing that was just crazy, he has a 629 on base percentage. He's just a sophomore. He pitched the second game for you guys. His older sister is stud on the softball team for several years. Him and Josh Wilson, Jack, I mean, you got such a good class of sophomores. Gauthier as well. You guys are just, you know, loaded all over the place as I look through this. And, you know, going back over your times of coaching, you've coached at so many different levels. Have you ever had a lineup one through nine? Everybody's over 300. Everybody's over a 400 on base percentage. No, you know, this, uh, you, you look at our team average. Um, what was it? 434 or something like that. <laughs> um, and that's with the, you know, the five JVs that we brought up and then they've had some at bats in that series, you know, so, um, if you take those guys out of the equation because 
they weren't up, you know, the full year, you know, we're, we're betting close to 450, you know, maybe 475 as a team. And no, I've never had a team like that. Not even my state championship team in 2018. Yeah, and I was looking at some stuff and felt uh, kind of cool to share it with the guys looking at MHSA.com. Currently, you guys average the most runs in MHSA history, according to that record book. And so that's pretty cool. And the one joke I want to make, Braden Haynes came into today with 51 RBIs. I don't think he got 60, but he was really close. I think every time he got up to the, to the plate, the one time I think he had a fielder's choice, he was still able to bring in a run. Yep, it's, he still scored him. Like I said, those guys earned that spot at the number three hole and number four hole. Uh, and those guys earned the spot at one and two as well because, you know, the on-base percentages of Smith and, and Caden Andrews, um, you know, one of those guys got to get on. And, and I, I feel like <clears throat> I don't have to bunt so much, you know, and give up an out because you got Haynes, you got Miles, you got Josh Wilson, you got Wade Wilson, you know, and then, you know, it just keeps kind of continuing through the, you know, one through nine. So um, it makes it pretty easy on a coach. <laughs> it makes it fun, too. Yeah, I guess that's the one thing when I talked to you earlier this year, you said, you've, you know, you've only numbers are down this year. You've only got 10 on varsity, 10 on JV. But you were like, those 10 I've got, they, they, they could all do it. And it's just been unbelievable. It's just a pleasure to watch them today. Like I said, the way the offense opened up in the top of that seventh and the top of the first inning, exploding for 23 runs was just Unbelievable! And I'm gonna... Yeah, the, the shaking heart probably a little bit shell shocked, um, you know, after that first inning. So, um, and that's where we like to play the game. So <laughs> that, that was good. <laughs> I want to give some credit, too, as well, to the freshman Jason Bogue who came in. And, I mean, he didn't shut you guys down, but he just came in in really an impossible situation. And he went out there and he threw strikes like he should. Yep, yep, yep. It's hard um, to follow when you're down 19 runs or whatever it was, um, you know, to, to come in and want to throw. Um, they had a little bit different probably in, in their dugout. I, I had kids fighting to get to the bat rack. Everybody wanted to hit. And... Uh, <laughs> They probably had guys saying, I don't want to pitch, I don't want to pitch. But I give him a lot of credit. He's a freshman. McDonald kid was a freshman. Um, Holiday kid was a sophomore. So, you know, they're coming. They're coming. Yep. And looking ahead, you guys are going to be in Frankfurt on Wednesday. I believe it's a 4.30 first pitch. I will be there for that game. You guys are taking on Bear Lake. Do you know anything about Bear Lake? Um. They're a Division Four team, and they're in Michigan, and they won their district. Uh, <laughs> that's about all I know of them. You know, no, nobody kind kind of reports their stuff up in that area, so you, you don't get much feel for them. Uh, other coaches I've talked to says, you know, they're they're a decent squad. They've got a a, a pretty good pitcher, Griffiths, I think his name was, um, but he's nothing real overpowering. So uh, and they hit the ball fairly well, um, plays okay defense. So I think we get up there and, uh, you know, hit, you know, because like I said, McDonald and Holiday is not those not bad pitchers. You know, we just we just uh, had their number today and and uh, hopefully we can get the number off the, the Bear Lake pitcher as well. Well, like I said, it's one of those, when you look at the, you know, the numbers, you guys may be arguably the greatest, you know, average runs per game of all time. So like I said, yeah, nothing to sneeze at. Those freshmen, they're going to be a heck of a lot better going forward for the game that they played today against you guys. And, Breckenridge also, I don't know if you saw this, they won in three innings over Saginaw Novell to win a district championship, and Fowler bested Carson City Crystal. Carson City Crystal mercyed Fulton, Fowler mercyed Blanchard Montebella. 
if you guys are able to win on Wednesday, that'd be who you'd take it on in the further game. You know anything about Fowler Breckenridge? Have you played either of those teams this year? Uh, we haven't played either one. Um, I, I my predictions of uh, when I filled the bracket out, I predicted Fowler to be winning theirs. I predicted Breckenridge to be winning theirs. Um, you know, so it, it's not it's surprising to me um, that they're going to be there. But you know, Fowler uh, had an all-state catcher with uh, coach's coach's son, uh, the Pung boy, and uh, they got a decent pitcher or two, and you know, they seem to hit the ball. So. I mean, they've they played some pretty good games against some pretty good teams. And then Danville, they also won theirs. And they, I mean, they mercyed both of their uh, opponents today. Uh, I had them uh, coming up as probably being the next game after that, if we happen to get by a follow-in. All if right. I just went and then, so, uh, yeah, it's kind of going towards schedule of, of what I thought. Um, so, no big surprises there as of yet. So, we just needed to do what we did today. All right, Coach Pickens, thanks so much for taking some time to chat with me, man. I really appreciate you. Yeah, hey, I really appreciate the coverage and stuff that uh, you know that you give to us, and uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Yep, yep. And actually, hey, let's you know when you and I were talking earlier this year, we're talking how the coverage is waning. Let's give some shout out to to Nine and Ten News, MI Sports. Now they've been doing some great video with you guys and the softball team all year, haven't they? Yeah, you know uh, Tyler, uh, he's he's come up from TV Nine and Ten, and and on a, just on a casual basis kind of thing and, and just trying to learn the team and, and, you know, try to get the insights of what we go over and things. Uh, and, and they've done a great job with the, the documentary that they're doing up there and, you know, the weekly shout-outs that we get and the coverage that we get up there as well. All right, Coach Biggs, thanks so much, man. Thank you. All right, as promised, let's get through the rest of those district results. Said Beale City District Champions, they're in action next Wednesday in Frankfurt. Other ultra-local team in D4, Sacred Heart, was bested by Beale City in that district championship game. Breckenridge did win their district championship. They mercied Saginaw Novell. They will be in action next Wednesday, taking on Fulton. If they win there, they will play Beale City next Saturday in Midland. Now I'm going to talk about our other three ultra-local teams. That's Claire, that's Shepard, and Mount Pleasant. Start with the Oilers. And it was a couple classics for Traverse City Central. They bested their rival, Traverse City West, 6-5 to five in eight innings. And then they bested Mount Pleasant 10-7 to seven in eight innings after Mount Pleasant beat Alpena 11-4. to four. And our other local Division I regional, I'll say it was Midland besting Bay City Western. So that would have been a great matchup coming up this Wednesday, Mount Pleasant versus Midland. But it is to be not, it is not to be, I should say, as Traverse City was able to win 10 to 7 in extras versus Mount Pleasant here at Mount Pleasant in the district final. Looking at Division II, Claire Pioneers, kind of a strange district as Ludington came all the way over to Gladwin. And Claire had to win three games, but they did it. District champions won 1 to 0 in eight innings in the district opener versus Big Rapids. And Bestie Gladwin, 7 to 3. And then they hung on to win 3 to 2 over Ludington. Well, I guess I don't know if they hung on to win, but they won 3 to 2 over Ludington to take home that district championship. And the Shepherd Blue Jays actually lost in nine innings to the team that Claire will be playing, Bay City John Glenn. That was in the district semifinal. John Glenn won the district final over Essexville Garber. And as I record this on Saturday night, still do not see the score for the Alma Panthers. And that's all of our kind of ultra.
ultra locals division three we got some of our fringe teams out there but due to time constraints we are going to slide over to softball starting in division one a pleasant loss their opener in the district semifinals to alpina midland district champion over bay city western they won that one seven to three sliding down to division two where we find the shepherd blue jays one of those strange things the lady jays are division two and you had the claire boys division two but the claire girls are actually division three and shepherd fell the big rapids seven to two in their district opener they were down in division three might have been one of the favorites to win at the state championship this year they do got a lot coming back again next year do those lady jays set their home run record for the program a great program this year and the claire pioneers fell the beaverton in the district championship nine to eight in eight innings after besting sanford meridian nine to one sliding down to d4 our other two ultra locals it was that backyard brawl on the softball field but sacred heart got the better of beale city this time after beale city won that thriller over coleman on wednesday fell the sacred heart six to three sacred heart academy went on to win that district championship in three innings 16 to one over vesterberg they'll take on portland st pat's next week so there's a rundown of what went down this weekend i guess breckenridge also a winner district championship in softball as well there's a rundown of what went down this weekend with our mid michigan district championships make sure you tune in wednesday right around 4 30 for the weber brothers sawmill pregame show and first pitch live from frankfurt as beale city takes on bear lake thanks so much tune in to spock sports show and you can get that spock sports show podcast wherever you get your podcast be back with you next week Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Spockman. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views, opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.